Hello, everyone. Hello. My name is Matt Armando. I'm Emily Riggins. And this is TVD with Matt and Emily, the podcast about tea and friendship. And friendship. <laughs> we really got that down, guys. Uh, you know, I've been trying to say ah less on this podcast. <laughs> it's not working so far. Ah. <laughs> uh... It's that need to fill, you don't want dead air. And then you say, ah. Um, like, ah. <laughs> we have a guest. Oh, God. I was going to say, ah, again. And I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad you just jumped in. We have a guest. We have a guest. Hello. <laughs> I've been here the whole time. You've been here the whole, those, <laughs> obviously, uh, we've been recording for 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long, no, I'm just kidding. Um, please welcome to the podcast. Ah. Uh... Alexis Lamper. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to jump in and say any of those parts. <laughs> I feel like I paused between every part. Alexis. <laughs> uh, Ooh, we could have done it that way. Alexis. Uh, Alexis, like the car. Yeah. Alexis. Do you ever say that? Like, do you ever say that? <laughs> <laughs> One time as a child, I was at a car show with my dad and my brother. Um, and over the PA system, they're like, well, the owner of Alexis, please come to wherever. <laughs> and I was like, Dad, we have to go. And he's like, shut up, idiot. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Don't oh. name me after a car. <laughs> so, yes, I've I never, actually never really put that together with your name, even though we've known each other for a little while I just, now. I remind people of luxury cars a lot. So it sometimes takes a minute. But, yeah. I mean, yes. Most people are like Ferrari. And I'm like, no, Alexis. Mercedes. <laughs> yeah. BMW. Wow, Mercedes is a name. That is a weird name for people to have, isn't it? What if that was my middle name? Alexis Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> Alexis Mercedes Beamer. Um, Please change you your name to that. I think I have to now. <laughs> uh, Taurus. I'm thinking of like middle of the road car names. <laughs> middle of the road. Uh, Alexis Mercedes Ford Explorer. I'm Dodge <laughs> Ford. <laughs> Let's, let's just name all the car brands we can think of. Chevrolet. <laughs> Honestly, I might be out. Some of those were some of those were brands, and some of those were models, and some yeah. of those were makes. Hummer, Jeep, a, uh, Land Rover, Range Rover, Land Rover. That's ex- which one's expensive? Land Rover is expensive, right? So if you were like, I don't know, actually, I think the Range Rover is I, the I more think it's expensive Range Rover. one. I think oh, maybe Range Rover. Quick, find a suburban mom. Um, Neon. <laughs> Like the Dodge. Yeah. The Dodge oh, that's Neon. a type of car. <laughs> Nissan Altima. Uh, Corolla. Toyota Corolla. Honda Civic. Uh, this is great. <laughs> um, well, Alexis, uh, we know you, you're you you're another one of our improv guests. Ooh, I love the tea slurp. <laughs> that might be the loudest we've ever had someone slurp. I like, made a joke about slurping into the microphone, and then I just wanted to see what it was like. <laughs> I will say this is a... F- Every week we have to have some microphone talk. And I will say this is our first setup of this exact way we're doing it. We've changed it's setup true. slightly. It looks beautiful. And I I think this is actually, this is better because before I had I had like a mixer and that was that complicated things. And now as, well, you may not know what these different things are, but none of these are a mixer. Mm. <laughs> and uh, and I like this a lot. It's going to be easier for me to, to edit this later. It makes sense. Can I tell you what I call them? You sure? Recording thingy, headphone thingy. Mm-hmm. That's what they are. I would call them that too. That really, I mean, uh, I do know the name of the recorder thing is an H5 Zoom. Oh. This other thing I'm reading right now has the word Stuart on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing Stuart. I want to say HD. 
uh, A-4. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a headphone. Manufactured day. in the USA. It's, all I know is USA, headphone USA. USA. <laughs> I'm so nervous I'm going to burp into the mic, mm. which is why I'm glad the tea's like a little uh, cooled off. I tend to gurgle when I drink hot things. Oh, yeah. It's nice because we have this like porcelain tea. Porcelain? Is that the right word? I, no, ceramic, ceramic tea thing. Yeah. yeah. So it like... As it's steeping, it's sort of soaking some of the heat out, mm. so it makes it, it's not as hot right away. Um, I had a fear earlier today. I had tea. This is not my first tea of the day. What? And I had a fear that I was going to burn my tongue and not be able to taste the tea at the podcast, and uh, I didn't, so I'm glad, but uh, it's a real fear in my life mm. <laughs> now that I'm a... A regu- I have to regularly talk about tea. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm so excited to be here because I love tea. And like, I'm pretty sure my mental health is directly related to my consumption of tea. This should be a chill podcast because of like the tea. It's like, we're all drinking. We're all just chilling out drinking tea. Mm-hmm. Is this transitioning to tea talk? Let's go into tea talk. <laughs> tea talk, tea talk, tea talk, tea talk. <laughs> um whatever uh so as we often talk on this podcast emily and i spent the day hanging out together uh although this day longer than most days we took we took a field trip uh we went a field tea rip field, ooh. <laughs> that's why they have me here guys uh we went to david's tea which, i bought which a, one on 23rd and 6th. Oh, that's the one that it used might be to be by my old office. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, great. They used to, I used. I made so many friends in that David's tea. Uh, well, we made, we didn't really make friends, but we talked to people who worked there to nice. order this tea. I bought this nice limited edition tea container with a turtle on it. Because <laughs> uh, they said limited edition and I said, sign me up. <laughs> is the tea inside limited edition or is it? It's just any old, you can get any tea right. in this tin. The tea inside is not limited limited edition. Although I almost got this other tea that they said was a new tea. But I'm going to tell you, I was a little turned off because it was called David's Breakfast Tea or something. And I asked like what the deal was. And they said it was like two different breakfast teas they used to sell. Just and they, blended together. And they discontinued them individually, but blended them together. And I'm like... Oh, so this is like too old tea. <laughs> like I don't know. I've, to me, it yeah, felt like them trying to weird. get rid of an old tea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It felt, uh, I don't know. Like there's this, there's this ice cream place uh, that I go to every summer when I go on this one like trip to a lake that I go to like every most years on Fourth of July. Brag. Um, it's a really. <laughs> I go to a lake. It's a really. It's a, actually a pond. <laughs> I go to a pond. But there's an ice cream place. It's actually really a pretty cool ice cream place. They take like hard, f- regular frozen ice cream and turn, they have like a machine that there's only like a few of these supposedly in the world and it takes regular ice cream and turns it into soft serve. <gasps> and I generally am not a huge soft serve fan because I just don't, I think just the vanilla chocolate is too bland for me. Sorry, wow. that is me being fancy. But because they, they, ha- they end up having like 50 flavors and they just like take these crazy flavors and turn them into soft serve so it's delicious but all this is to say <laughs> that they have one ice cream that is like the the one they're trying to get rid of <laughs> so they don't tell you what it is it's like they call it like the, the mystery ice cream or whatever and it's just like they're trying to get rid of something <laughs> um so i've experienced this i never order that but it's on the menu <laughs> it's called penguin 
penguin ice cream, nice. I think. Or we call it the penguin. I think maybe it has another. They have a penguin mascot, 100%. But I think it might be called something else. And we just call it the penguin because of the, the mascot. <laughs> I'm noticing behind you, and I'm so sorry to <laughs> make this transition, but like an AIM mm-hmm. running man next to a buffalo figurine. Mm-hmm. I like to think he's running away from the buffalo. <laughs> I mean, I was going to ask why, and that is a great decorating choice. Um, well, you're going to really love if you if you listen to last week's episode of the podcast and hear us talk about a- the little AIM man. <laughs> Clearly, I missed that part or did not make that connection. Uh, we barely. We, we oh wait, last we, week's episode I have not listened yeah. yet. My my bad. We uh, we I don't really blame you, but I <laughs> I felt like mentioning it mostly for the listeners' sake because <laughs> they're going to be like, uh, actually, as far as releases go, this will be two weeks prior to this okay. episode. But, well, uh, then that's fine, and I'll just listen. And everyone, listen to the episode that uh, has come out today. Um, yes, this will come out May tenth. <laughs> So they'll already, by anyone listening to this right now, will have already known when this came out. <laughs> okay, so listen to the July 29th episode or whenever what is going or, Oh my, it's what not July going? at all. No, this episode we're recording today will be out on May 10th. No, I know. I meant for the one that answered the question. I don't know oh, why it, I just said it was Oh, no, July. We, we didn't answer the question. That no, I've never oh. answered it. <laughs> okay, never mind then. Um, I don't really, I don't want to spend too much time on this because... <laughs> Like I said, I'm trying to shorten these episodes. Well, whatever. <laughs> I promised two weeks ago that I would explain this AIM man. Um, and it is kind of a wild story. So I'll tell you. Uh, when I was a freshman in high, uh, no, college, which uh, we are talking. It was also around a pond. Uh, we were talking 2004. <laughs> that is all. really age myself. But finally, I've mentioned that I'm older. <laughs> I'm finally going to say that I was a freshman Truly in 2003, but this is the second half of freshman year. And um, guys, Avril Lavigne was a pretty hot ticket back then. Oh, I know. People <laughs> liked Avril Lavigne then. And she said me- she's a skater boy. He said, said see you later, boy. boy. He, he wasn't, wasn't good, good enough for her. Great. Now thank you. Jamming on his guitar. <laughs> so in 2004, she went on a tour called avril lavigne live and by surprise presented by aol (laughs) and um some friends of mine and i all well like they were sort of congregating in 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 a bunch of uh dorms like in in a quad area they were all just like meeting up and i was like oh hey what's up guys and they were like um so avril lavigne is playing a free acoustic show at the prudential mall (laughs) and we're going. <laughs> and I guess she like would only announce these like she would say what city she was in like two days in advance, but then wouldn't say where until like the day of or something like that. Oh man. And um we went and she it was so it was presented by AOL and there was like this AOL dude asking like trivia questions and I answered Avril Lavigne trivia correctly and won this it's actually like a beanie baby kind of style plush thing. <laughs> um and uh, I knew the Avril Lavigne trivia. I don't remember what it was, but I also have Avril Lavigne's autograph. Whoa, Matt is <laughs> um, a huge Avril Lavigne stan. I, I, um, I will say that I, for a for a period of time, really appreciated her from, I guess, an ironic standpoint. <laughs> and I think now there are like there are like Skater Boy is like a pretty good like that's like a good. Uh, 
it's like a good song for that like everyone like of the universe of songs that like pretty much everyone knows that like ranks pretty high i think yeah it's like a decent everyone knows this song i didn't need my phone whoa <laughs> i meant to do hot it. kettle um um so why you have to go and make things so complicated i see no way you i was actually like gonna mention that is a great song getting me frustrated okay i'm done when uh, i when i worked in my boy scout camp there was me and one other guy that we shared a tent and she was like our official her album was like our official album and we would always talk about it and people were like <laughs> we were like I, I say this without really bragging uh the two of us were the two cool kids <laughs> Uh, which is just in the universe of Boy Scouts, I think that's believable that I would be cool in that <laughs> setting. <laughs> Matt's trying really hard to convince um, us he was a cool Boy Scout and is losing uh, by the second, guys. I could. I don't want to talk about this too long, but uh, <laughs> we like almost. This is like before trolling was a thing, <laughs> but we almost we were actively trolling. <laughs> we were trolling people in a way to be like Avril Lavigne is the greatest musician, and like we would play. Like in my, I worked in the handicrafts area, so I worked in like a building so i like could play music and i would like put on her albums and it would it would make like we're talking like 12 to 18 year old boys that i'm like forcing to listen to avril Lavigne, like <laughs> when she was actually popular too right. like so you know they spent the whole school year being like oh her music sucks and like and all of a sudden like they have to listen to it while they're doing their wood carving merit badge. <laughs> um have you heard the avril Lavigne conspiracy theory uh, that she's dead. Yeah, and that the the current one is a is like a, a replicant. A fit, yeah, a replacement. Have she not- died apparently, according to this conspiracy theory, like right after she was very popular, and then allegedly, the current Avril Lavigne is like some very good look alike. Can you describe my face right now? Um, I can. It's like a look of shock and disbelief, and like her mouth is slightly open, and it almost looks like she's Emily's not gonna be able to ever close it again, and her eyes are squinty, <laughs> like what like are you fooling me right now are you lying to me right this second that's she, how you did a good job thank you so much this is this you didn't hear this uh i know fun. i think i blacked it out also didn't they also do that with paul mccartney uh yeah, paul is dead yeah paul's dead so they've done that with a lot of people yeah. um, katie perry jean benet ramsey i do know that one. Oh yep yep i love I, I do love these <laughs> these are good uh um, do you have something else? I want to get to the tea. Taste. I was I was literally going to say, let's go back to the tea. The tea tastes good. Um, I yeah. Okay, uh, so what kind of tea is this, Matt? This is. It's from our field trip. Is yes. So we went to David's tea. We did not get that other tea that sounded. I almost got it because I like breakfast tea. Mm-hmm. I got this different. I think this is this is sort of a breakfast tea like thing. It's not technically breakfast tea, but it is a black tea. It is called. I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Kenyan. Tinderette. It's the word Tinder and then E T at the end of it. Tinderette. Tinderette. Sure. Um I'm gonna read I'm gonna read the description because it's a fun one. <laughs> Most connoisseurs drink this as a little luxury after a good meal with its strong earthy flavor and light honey notes. We we recommend trying it with breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I will note we are trying it with none of those things. <laughs> we are not eating. Uh, and it is from the Tinderet Estate in Kenya. That's where it gets its name. You know, I don't know if I understand the concept of describing something earthy, but I will say it's like a calm tea. It's like a it's like a classic tea flavor. Mm-hmm. I would say there are some like grassy notes. Mm. I don't know if I taste the honey notes so much, but I drink a lot of puer tea, which is supposed to be very earthy, and this like has some 
some taste in common that reminds me of that. I can see that. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to admit that I just think it, it tastes good and I almost don't, it just tastes like tea. It yeah, tastes, it tastes like a like good tea. tea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's just how it is. And I like, I, I do like black tea, so. Yeah, I'm a big fan of black tea. Like a nice gentle black tea. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have a favorite tea? <sighs> Mine's the Paris black tea from the first episode. Oh, ep, ep one from, from Hardy and Sons. Yes, yes. Um, favorite tea. Um, I know I just said I like black tea, but actually, like any kind of jasmine green tea mm-hmm. is that's sort of like my go-to if I am just out and about and I don't care as much. I'll just get that. I'll, although I also say if I'm going to have a guilty pleasure favorite, I will go to Argo tea. And I will order the uh, green tea ginger twist, oh, which has wow. like a twist ginger, ginger syrup and like like um, pulpy sort of ginger in it. Nice. Um, like they fill like a little shot glass with this like, uh, yeah, it's like if you can imagine pulpy orange juice, but it being ginger, <laughs> they fill a little shot glass with that and put it in. And it's like... Um, it's very sweet and it's like candy sort of, but I, yeah, that's good. Nice. Um, What's your favorite tea? Um, I love Lapsang Saoshang, which is like a very smoky black tea. And to me, the smokier, the better. Um, but I also really, really love Earl Grey. Hmm. Um, do you have like a, a particular brand of that you like the most? Um, recently I've been buying this like box of it from, I think it's called Harry's. It's a random brand I found on Amazon, um, for Earl Grey. I got to do the classic Twinings yellow bag. Mm. Nice. Chef's kisses. Mm -hmm. Um, I also really, Earl Grey is another, if I am just, uh, out and I stop in a, a place and I just like want to order something. I usually order Earl Grey. Yeah. That's my go-to because everyone has Earl Grey. Mm-hmm. So I can walk in any place. I One, uh, Gregory's, a, a chain around here, uh, stopped carrying white tea, which was my go-to. If I ever went to Gregory's, I would order white tea. Oh, interesting. And they stopped selling it and they were like, <laughs> one time I went in and they were like, we stopped selling that last week. And I was like, no. Oh, that's awful. I think now they just have like English breakfast green earl gray and like chamomile which i don't chamomile is fine but i almost would never order it yeah i like chamomile but it's i i order it a lot like after dinner at restaurants if people are ordering dessert and i'm like a little full or i don't want coffee i'll do a chamomile tea or a mint tea to help digestion that sounds uh, smart i would still do it in earl gray probably <laughs> i would definitely do a black tea i don't yeah, think i've I ever usually, had a chamomile tea really there it's so like smooth it's very gentle and very mm-hmm. calming and soothing um can I say one real quick thing about Gregory's? Please. Mm-hmm. It's not tea. It's tea adjacent. Um, so my favorite type of latte is a maple latte, but they aren't in a lot of places. So when I see one, I get them. And two times I've been to the Gregory's by the UCB Training Center, and I've seen the words maple latte up on the board. And I'm like, great. This is what I'm getting. And both times they're like, we don't have that right now. What? <sighs> Boo. How hard <sighs> is it to like stock syrup? I know. It's very upsetting. It's interesting, though, that they have maple. I wonder if they're a Canadian chain. It's from New York. There's only in New York. Yeah, because, I mean, I've only seen maple lattes really in, like, Canada or in Tim Hortons. Maybe he, maybe the Gregory went up there. Also, Gregory's coffee is not 
a possessive Gregory's. There's no apostrophe. It's Gregory's coffee, no apostrophe, mm. which um, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and also, I don't love their logo. You don't the two things? Oh, I um, Emily's sending me hand signals, and I understand what she's saying now. <laughs> um, I'm sorry I didn't get spoons out. It's okay. I figured out a plan to stir it. As I, a, oh, sorry. I would just I, I saw her dip the like uh, infuser the in there, and and I was like, I didn't know if she was trying to say it's not strong enough. <laughs> um, I drank a lot of Earl Grey as a kid, like my whole family did at night in the morning, sort of indiscriminately. Um, and I, you know, metabolize caffeine very quickly. So it generally doesn't have an effect on me. But for the longest time, whenever I had Earl Grey, I really wanted like a bologna sandwich on Wonder Bread as an adult. And I never have bologna or Wonder Bread in my house. Mm. Um, but because when we were little, like my siblings and I, I guess, would have uh, like mugs of Earl Grey and little bologna sandwiches on Wonder Bread as before. That's adorable. Yes, that's very cute. Um, (laughs) Plain bologna sandwich. (laughs) I think I like Earl Grey. I don't love it, but I think I do love when I have it. It smells like Fruit Loops. Mm. Oh, you don't like Earl Grey? I like it. Oh, I don't. I don't like. I don't love it. Mm -hmm. Interesting. But I love the way it smells. Maybe it's the bergamot. Probably. I don't know. It's it smells delicious. I I gotta. I gotta sniff some Earl Grey and think of Fruit Loops and see if I, I have make some that connection. Earl Grey leaves in my bag. Oh, too. yeah, you um, do. <laughs> no, when you David's tea and you just aren't sniffing all the teas. <laughs> I felt weird. I sniffed too. Well, uh, I mean, but it's meant for it. Yeah, exactly. I've never been to a David's before. That was the that was my first time. I've gotten I've gotten gifts from them before, but never been to one myself. It's such a like good self care thing, I think, because tea is so much better for you than a lot of other. Yeah. Food. After I, my audition, I went to David's Tees to spend money to make myself feel better. Yeah, Spending money, they say money can't buy you happiness, but that's wrong, right? Money buys you the best, <laughs> most fleeting happiness. I don't know. I felt real good after that trip. <laughs> I want to try their turmeric tea. See, that's like a little too adventurous for me. Well, mostly because I, I tried a turmeric matcha latte once mm-hmm. and I thought it was the matcha finally energizing me, but it was the turmeric. So I'm like, if turmeric's the thing that's going to bypass my crazy absorption of caffeine and make me energetic, then I'm going to jump on the turmeric bandwagon. But did you happen to listen to Sasha's episode of our podcast? We had her like crazy caffeinated tea. Yes, I've had that though, and it doesn't do anything uh, for me. Well, you're supposed to drink, according to the box, four cups and of I it a do day. at work. I bought it in our latest Fresh Direct order, and I've been drinking like two tea bag teas and like whatever just all throughout the day. And then I'm like, still. Mm-hmm. That's sweet tangerine, positive energy. Um, I never, I don't, I'm not, I used to drink a lot of soda and that was where I got most of my caffeine. Mm. And now I don't, because I don't drink coffee ever. And I, I feel like tea doesn't like necessarily energize me, but I mean, it, I think it just makes me feel better and energizes me in that way. The same way listening to music energizes me. Interesting. That's fair. Um, all right. I want to wrap sure. up this tea talk, yeah. but I do want to, I'll, I think you'll all agree if you just look at it that this tea looks like coffee grounds. It's very strange. Um, it's not like, doesn't, it does, it looks, it really does. (laughs) uh, It looks like nothing but coffee grounds. That's so true. And, uh, cause that's the other part of this is we describe it and I figure we could quickly get through that by just saying it looks like coffee grounds. Oh wait, wait, can I give you a fun fact about tea really quickly? This Mm -hmm. is back to what you're talking about, about breakfast teas. Um, almost all breakfast teas are just blends of like other 
I don't want to say garbage teas, but like garbage tea. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, thank you. I did not know that. But I did think it was like, maybe, like I'm fine with it generally. And I know they it's probably a fine tea, but just the way it, it wasn't sold to me in a well, way that like, I want. You don't want to know that it's like. Yeah, I don't want to the... see the sausage get made. Exactly. We've all read Upton Sinclair's <laughs> In the Jungle, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel good about this tea talk. <laughs> tea talk complete. <laughs> I love the theme songs. <laughs> I'm really working on getting us theme songs, which are basically just me going to be doing it. And they yeah. should be. I, uh, yeah. I have a synth. I could like play a little weird. Maybe one episode I'll just go. I think you should just record Emily doing something and put that on loop. Yeah. And like put it through, like, I don't know, a filter or whatever you call it on a synth. You know, uh, whatever those non-Instagram things you call them. Uh, yeah. I don't know what Jeff... I don't know, whatever. It's been a long time since I've... I used to be decent. I used to be able to play Poker Face by Lady Gaga on my synth. Very much, very much. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, moving on to my topic of the week. I Hey, Matt. Mm-hmm. What's your topic this week? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I wanted to buy this tea partially to inspire my topic because the topics... I'm bad at making the tea, like, segue into my topic. <laughs> Uh, but this name, I felt like I could work with this. Again, it's called Kenyan Tinderet. And no, it's not about the dating app Tinder because yeah. I've never used that. It's about the other use of Tinder, making campfires. <laughs> I feel I've, like we should have known he mentioned his Boy Scout camp. <laughs> well, I wouldn't. I I guess it was on my mind. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to brag. I'm really, really good at making campfires. I. It's like... Uh, I'm, I'm better than anyone you've ever met at it. I'm better than you are at it. <laughs> anyone listening to this, I, I dare you. No one is better at making a campfire than I am. Listeners, this is your chance. Challenge Matt to a campfire off. I, everywhere I go and people are struggling, like, I go. Everywhere s- you go, I, people I've, are struggling. I've been to so many places where people, like, even if it's just in someone's backyard and they're trying to do it in their little, like, patio fireplace thing, it's like, people have a hard time with it. I get in there. You've got a fire in like three minutes. You got a fire, and they're they're always good. I can start if uh, you go if you have a campfire or something, and you let it go out overnight. I can start that campfire up the next morning. No matches, no lighter. I will get you that fire going again. I have so many questions. I have, yeah, I mean, I'm just um, please ask away. So my first one is, I guess, when did you decide? <laughs> this was true like how many fires did you have to fix i mean to, for you to make the declaration that you are the best campfire builder well, i'm gonna say that i've never out loud said i'm the best campfire builder ever <laughs> until right now but i'm like this is a this is a this the stakes need to be high this is the podcast <laughs> i'm gonna put it out there uh but i've been building campfires like all the time i was in boy scouts so i was doing boy scout stuff from like well i did cub scouts but you don't really do campfires then i mean you sort of do at the end but all of Boy Scouts, so through age 18, and then I stood, I did, like, other Boy Scout stuff until I was, like, 21 as, like, an a, adult leader, uh, and I kept doing stuff through till then, and uh, so I was still building campfires, and when I worked at my summer camp, you had to build, like, the big, like, twice-a-week campfire, and so, like, I was always, like, someone who would work on that, like, project, so this would be, like, three, three or four feet tall of, like, firewood, um and then just like i don't know i went to enough 
functions where people were trying to do fires and they're like well obviously i know how to like it's just people who had never built a fire who are just like oh you just light some newspaper on fire and throw some sticks on it and it's like or the other version is people who just like put a bunch of logs and stick cardboard in between the logs and then light the cardboard on fire but guess what guys that doesn't light the logs on fire you need tinder and kindling and all the different thicknesses of wood to make a fire happen (laughs) so when was your first campfire that you built or fire that you built uh i have no idea probably when i was like 12 or 13 Mm. uh and i also like so when you're in the boy scouts there are two um things that they're not really merit badges they're sort of like certifications and one of them is like your uh the one in order to like carry a knife so like you can't have a pocket knife in boy scouts until you do the pocket knife safety thing and you get like a card that says like I'm I can carry a knife or whatever. <laughs> um and it's like that's like one of the first things you'll like the first year at summer camp you would go and do that cuz that's like a very young kid kind of thing to be able to like learn knife safety. Um and then there's another like sort of second version of that that's like the campfire building one uh that sort of says like I'm certified or whatever to make campfires and basically like everyone requires the knife one i think because everyone sees knives like knives are inherently dangerous but like for some reason the fire one like people don't care as much about so like most people i would say like 99 percent of all boy scouts get the knife one but probably some really small percentage of people get the fire one because just everyone no one cares about it I got the fire one because I cared. <laughs> and like part of getting that was like lighting a fire with one match. So like not getting multiple tries or maybe wow. it was like, it might've been, maybe it was three matches, but I did it in one, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, they don't let you just like keep trying. And then like, if it takes you more than three matches, they say like, come back. T- if it's a summer camp, they'll say like, come back tomorrow. It's the kind of thing they'll offer like once a day in summer camp. Um, and actually merit badges to get in Boy Scouts, you have to have like a certified counselor like sign off and say like, you got this merit badge. But for like these, you just need like an adult to say, yes, they went through the safety stuff. Uh, but yeah, very early I did all the fire stuff. <laughs> um, I just, not to yuck your yums, but is it possible you just hang out with people that don't know how to build fires? Um, I... I would say that it would be like that's that's true that definitely in a lot of these cases like I am getting that but I can I can salvage even the worst scenario like once someone's like I'm not setting a fire I can go look at their situation and be like all right well this isn't going to be easy but I'll make it work and then like I might go find some extra sticks or whatever but otherwise I'm using like their like kind of poor setup of a fire and then fixing it so I I am still like it's like a lot of times it's like especially if it's in someone's backyard or something people are like they just go to the store and they'll buy like a bundle of wood mm-hmm. and expect that to light and it's and then i'll be the one who has to like then go in their yard and like look for twigs and stuff and uh so those people are bad at it but i would say that even if someone was like good at it they're probably like as good as i am you know there's not gonna i would be hard pressed to imagine someone like unless it was like a sp- thing but like <laughs> to me that's never been like a part of making fires is who can you make it fastest mm-hmm. yeah um i don't know if you're freezing to death that's true i've built fires in the snow before so there you go <laughs> that's i mean that's incredible i 
cannot build a fire. Um, I've I, never tried, but I don't think I could. So. Uh, I could do I, it with wet wood too, which is a trick. Wow. People are like, people, I, the worst, sometimes you get stuck with people who are like, they don't really know how to build a fire and they're like, and you go and grab like a wet stick or something and they're like, no, but that's wet. And I go, listen, I'm going to make this work. <laughs> I think, I think I could start a fire. Yeah. I think I could. Have you ever? I honestly don't know. Um, But I think I could. I think I get the concept. You need newspaper. You need smaller sticks. You need wood. I love to add a new log to a campfire because I like it. Mm -hmm. People do like adding the new new log. Um, When I was growing up, my uncles had a lot of bonfires at their houses. (laughs) Um, And my mom would always put herself in charge of... Um, adding stuff to the fire um it's it's like a good job fire poker is also fun being the person who like jabs at the wood have you ever done that yes (laughs) i my mom also did that a lot i actually love to play in fire like that (laughs) Mm -hmm. i also love to play with candles like push down the wax yeah i've seen that i like to do the candle trick where you like like run your finger through it i can't do that one that one makes me scared i mean you can you just i mean i could (laughs) i would just be scared yeah Yeah. um oh fires you'd be building Oh, I had something there. Oh, adding wood fire to a fire. Um, to oh, I was going to say, uh, my favorite thing to add to a fire is if you, uh, so there's a, a kind of evergreen tree called a hemlock tree. If you're familiar with it, it's Isn't like. Isn't that poisonous? No. Um, it's just like a pine tree with the little short pines. But like hemlock. Hemlock. That's what I'm thinking, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. I think that might, I don't know if hemlock, the poisonous thing, is real or is just like in fantasy books. Is this from Harry Potter or something? <laughs> no, I, I think I'm getting it from, do you know those like Dear America books? Mm-hmm. One of the girls, when she was going on the, along the Oregon trail, trail, someone ate hemlock and died. Also, I'm pretty sure it was what she used in um, snap, snap, that snap. awful, not that awful movie. You know, the Oscar movie, Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, There Will Be Blood? The most recent one. Oh, uh, uh, the dress one? Yeah. Uh, there will be a dress? Yeah, yeah. B- blood will be dresses. Um, the Handmaid's Dresses? I haven't seen this movie. Uh, oh, well, Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread. I, I believe it's used in that. It's, there's mushrooms. I thought it was hemlock also, but... Uh, for sure, hemlock is poisonous from... Blood. I don't... I don't... But I'm, not maybe... I'm, I'm it might be a different what, thing than the hemlock yeah. tree, though. Okay. What we were thinking of might be different. But like, where on? I, I can't wait till we have Carly's corner with we correct this next <laughs> week. Um, it's awesome. so as far as I know, <laughs> it's like a pine tree with like short, short needles. Like they're not long needles, and it's like a Christmas. It's I feel like you can have a Christmas tree made out of this. Like it looks sort of like a Christmas tree. Well, don't all evergreens look like Christmas? Or- um. I would say not all evergreens look like Christmas trees. Hashtag like, not all evergreens. Yeah. Because you want like a very full tree, right? And some yeah. evergreens aren't. Some of them have like, we, like they, they're not full and they also sometimes they have like weaker branches. Like they have more like really bendy branches that like an ornament would just like fall, slip off of. Mm. Um, anyways. <laughs> Hemlock, log, fire, go. No, take the branch, not the log, and you throw it on a fire, and it sounds like firecrackers. Oh, oh because of the like bristles. Uh, it's yeah, it's because they're they're sort of they're shorter and fatter, so they're full. They have a lot of water in them, so the oh. the snapping, as far as I know, is like sort of the water like kind of instantaneously boiling and then 
breaking the um, bristles. So like you throw it in there and it just sound, it's just like that sound of like pop, 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 pop. Cool. So that's fun. That is fun. <laughs> that's my, that's my throwing stuff on a fire thing. Now I really want to like have a bonfire. Um, I wish it was easier in New York. Yeah. I mean, we've got the fire builder over here. We I, don't have to do anything. Guys, we have to have some bonfires. This I, can, and I then can do it. I'm going to just build the worst looking fire <laughs> pit in the world and yeah. film you fixing it. <laughs> I, I swear I can do it. I've, I've fixed so many fires before. We've got just Matt like Aramondo's fire challenge over here. We've got five awful fires for can, you to fix. Listeners, here's the challenge we're going to take. <laughs> I need you to send you building a bonfire it could be next week it could be three months from now just at some point send us videos of you building a fire and we'll have matt build a fire and we'll have a competition right. to see who does the best you guys should just like bring me somewhere random and be like make a fire out of whatever you can find here and leave you there <laughs> and leave me there sort of like hazing i did do it i did do an overnight survival thing in boy scouts too so what? that's so cool uh i don't did i talk about that on our other thing I, I feel like I knew that, but I don't know if I know it from the pod or from life. Mm. Well, or we'll just save, like from assuming. Save that for <laughs> another day. Yeah. Do I look like a person who can survive by himself? <laughs> you overnight? definitely look like someone that was in the Boy Scouts for an extended period of time. Yeah. I will say that this one, it was like, I don't know, trying to serve. It was, it's like, it's like <laughs> one of the worst parts is that it's boring. <laughs> like when you're just trying to, because you couldn't like have anything with you. And also this was before smartphones. <laughs> so I, 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 you if if I were to assume, I would say you probably couldn't have a smartphone. Yeah, because even if you, be, they were yeah. existed. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if there was like I I feel like maybe they said you couldn't even have a flashlight. So I guess that would mean any like anything on batteries is out. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. All right, do you guys have any last questions for my campfire thing? I just think this is so silly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I told I, I was I'm actually pretty proud of this time. <laughs> It was nice and it's short and sweet and I get to be boastful. <laughs> Have you ever found yourself in a life or death scenario where you had to save yourself via campfire? Um, I mean, I've definitely been in situations where if there wasn't a fire, we'd be in trouble. Like and I've, you were I've the done only like one that could build it. Uh, that's never happened. Okay. Uh, I've just like I've done winter camping and like if you don't have a fire, you're in trouble. <laughs> winter camping sounds like my least favorite thing. Um, it can be a lot of fun. Um, one of my favorite trips every year, which I do think I talked about this in the podcast maybe, was we would go to a cabin in the winter and then you just like, you have like a wood burning stove and like outside you can go like sledding and stuff or ice fishing, but then inside you can just play like cards and there's like a lantern and you just have a good old time. <laughs> uh, but then there's others like, I used to do like Adirondack shelters, which that's based on like the Adirondack area of New York state. And uh, there you go. Uh, but there's like a specific kind of shelter that's like a, um, it's like if you can imagine a, like sort of a small, like kind of like a, sh a cabin, but like the size of a shed. And then um, if you were to like cut off one of the walls. <laughs> and so one wall is just like open to the outside. Hi. And then the roof is, so the roof is sort of short. And then you're lifted off the ground. So like you're you're sleeping on a sleeping bag, but it's like on a, a piece of like a platform of wood that's like three or four feet off the ground. And where the where there is a giant hole in the front, you build a campfire. And the idea is that the radiated heat comes into the smoke is supposed to go into the air and not into your <laughs> 
place where you're sleeping and then the heat is supposed to radiate in so you basically the fourth wall of this building is a firewall <laughs> and that's like how you stay warm for like the whole night so you have to build a fire that will last you the night Jeez. That's intense. um so i have done that <laughs> but you're not in a tent. several times <laughs> and you're not in a tent no i said that's intense oh yes i get you it was funny it's it's out of <laughs> tense <laughs> it was so out of tense it's so intense it's out of tense uh <laughs> do you feel good about this i do i feel great and i feel like that was the appropriate length i wanted to spend on my topic this week <laughs> okay i'm going to try to transition with a bonfire sound <laughs> crackle 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 crackle, crackle. <laughs> alexis yes welcome to the podcast thank you so much for having me <laughs> um thank you for coming no thank you no thank you no 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 please thank oh, you oh my god thank you oh, oh my goodness think i'm much obliged you know what thank you so much i know for a fact you have a topic <laughs> and i desperately want to hear it you're so right thank you so much i hope you're as excited to hear it when i say what it is my topic is it's that noise no um <laughs> my topic is serial killers murder 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 didn't we request this topic recently? Uh, I think we did talk. No, we didn't talk like about it, but we no, talked. We, we said we wanted a murder person. Oh, but that's the- like, I swear I didn't hear that. No, this is from the episode that is the same as the one you didn't hear with the <laughs> oh, AOL really? guy. Um, that's crazy. But this was a real, because I knew this is like, this is a real thing. People, if I've learned anything from the past week on Twitter, uh, <laughs> people, I mean, and the years of like podcasts existing yeah. about like serial and whatnot. And is it like Laura's a And Laura's a too, too, yeah. So um, you and I both listen to My Favorite Murder. We've we talked did. about it. I was so glad you asked me to describe your face. I was like, oh my God, are we Karen and Georgia? <laughs> are we Karen and Georgia? Uh, we're not not. Is he Steven? Oh my God, Steven. Oof, he right. doesn't even get it. He doesn't get it. I've listened to exactly 25% of one episode of My Favorite Murder. <laughs> Steven! You got that right. Steven, listen to more. It was, it, uh, I didn't I didn't mind listening to it, but I will say it was not my choice. It's not for everyone. It's actively not for everyone. It's definitely not. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about Sierra. Yeah, get a, you, this is your topic, not so, us. So <laughs> this week, as all fellow true crime buffs know, was a huge, huge week because the Golden State Killer was finally apprehended. Mm-hmm. You might know him as the East Area Rapist or the original Night Stalker or the Visalia Ransacker. Um, he which, was busy. Yeah, he was very busy throughout most of the 70s and 80s. And also, he might be Australia's Mr. Cruel, who's like a notorious Australian serial Wait, killer. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, I think... I don't think they have much evidence tying them together other than the fact that they have the same MO. So during the press conference when he was like first caught, everyone kept asking about that. Um, and they were like, we don't know. Is um, that is that from the bo- that book? Yes. Is that also in that book? So Michelle McNamara, who is an incredible, was an incredible writer and Patton Oswalt's late wife, wrote this book, started this book. Um, basically, she was a prolific writer and kind of became this armchair investigator, became obsessed with the East Area Rapist original Night Stalker case, which is what it used to be called, E-A-R-O-N-S. Um, she kind of decided he needed some rebranding, so she worked with researchers to get all this information about him to start this book called All Be Gone in the Dark and to give him a new name, the Golden State Killer, because he was so prolific and kind of went all around the Golden State. So uh, she gave but, him this name 
Yeah. Okay. So she's responsible for the new name and for, like, I would argue, bringing it back into the public light. So the she, police said that, right? Did yeah. they say well, it was like, or they, she helped make it more? They said that she had nothing to do with it oh. because, I mean, the police have never given credit to an author for, like, anything like mm. this. And, I mean, really, they were, they must have been working on this case in the background for the past, like, however long. But, yeah. you know, I mean, I think. It's not coincidence that her book came out and like two weeks later he was caught. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the guy, the lead investigator was like, oh, let me pick up this book and see if I can. <gasps> and he like connected to last dots and was like, there well, we go. It's crazy because one of the investigators that was working on this was like his last day in on the force was like three days before they apprehended the suspected The classic guy. three days before retirement. Yeah. So he like was you know, went to the apprehension to be a part of it, but, like, basically was essentially retired, and it was, like, his last chance. Um, they also, they caught the guy, like, there's not a ton out there yet. They're, like, trying to keep most of the information pretty close to the chest, but they basically found DNA with enough of a match to get at least a last name or something on a genealogy website. Oh, I read about this. And then they, like survey surveilled him until they were able to get a piece of discarded dna and match that enough to the dna they found on the on the website that was from like the last remaining pristine piece of dna from the 70s that he left behind yeah well because and he (laughs) wait uh yeah the dna was because it was like a cousin or something yeah it was like a family member yeah and my, my mom my sister and i were talking we're texting the other day about these like genealogy sites and my sister was like so freaked out about mm-hmm. that and it's like it is crazy it is like a little 1984 it is yeah but it's uh yeah there's something i was reading about this though that like the specific d like um most of those websites are not publicly available but like the one that this guy's dna was on was for some reason yeah this true? is one where you basically upload your results that you would get from okay. something like 23andMe like or Ancestry.com. Yeah. <laughs> but Ancestry, I think it said they complied with like 35 out of 37 requests from the authorities for DNA. Ooh. 23andMe doesn't really comply, but like I don't know how much they can stop the authorities from yeah. searching. And like the thing I read about 23andMe is they said we fight all requests, yeah. but like that doesn't mean that you say any even, like if the yeah. authorities get a warrant and you lose, then you, you have, have to, to give, give it to them. Yeah, exactly. And like there are ways around it. Like there's a point where they don't need a warrant, and like if your DNA is publicly at, is accessible there, like they're going to be able to access it. Yeah. Um. I know. I don't really know if that's like a problem. I mean, I, it is obviously, but sorry, God. I don't know. If, I don't know. I mean, I feel like if it helps. Get serial killers. Yeah, I feel like maybe no one in my family should be murderers. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like... I mean, it's, I guess, like, in, it's, like, one of those things where, like, in this case, it seemed to be okay. But it's, like, in the future, like, it's, like, where else does... The, how else do the authorities use that kind of... Yeah, but then, yeah. like, you can catastrophize anything. And, like, all our information's out there. Facebook has all of our information. The authorities are mm-hmm. using whatever they want with it. And, like we leave our DNA everywhere. It's true, but it's, like I think this, I actually like, think about that all the time. This like, public site getting it is like the whole Cambridge Analytica, right? Yeah. Like we all know our, our information's on Facebook, but it upsets us when we find out. Like it's actually the same thing because it's like a friend of yours can like could have leaked your thing to Cambridge Analytica, and it's like 
it's more i don't know i guess we we we've never seen like a thing where like it is over overstepping the bounds but we're so close to it being able to <laughs> yeah and it's like it's definitely like i think it's hard in this day and age to kind of not catastrophize and be like we're living in 1984 because at every turn it feels like we are uh emily you looked like you were about to say something um well before i was gonna say that um sometimes like if i'm drinking tea i'll throw it like away Mm -hmm. i'll think what if a crime happens here later my dna is in this trash can i shed a lot so Mm -hmm. i'm like i leave my hair everywhere Everywhere. anything anything could be tied to me you know what i think is this is a um uh well whatever i'll just say it we can say what we think about it but apparently they train like athletes to like pull their con like if they have sex with someone to like take their used condoms with them because they don't know if that person's gonna like uh either try to frame them for something or impregnate themselves yeah. like or like there's like i'm not whatever perspective is there is on that but that's like a thing they're told to do is like don't leave your dna places <laughs> and stuff like that um, yeah i mean we're leaving dna everywhere all the time like yeah, I'm going to frame you guys for murder. Bye. I already have framed you guys for murder. <laughs> oh my God, really? Yeah, you have to guess. Which okay, can I, can we go back to All We Got in the Dark for a mm-hmm. second? I have not read it yet. I haven't either. I would like to, but honestly, I've heard it's a little scary. I, I, I didn't pick it up immediately when it came out because I was, truth be told, still recovering from a stranger beside me. Um, I've not read that book yet, but can just real quick. Yeah. Anne Rule worked with Ted Bunny. She Bundy. sure did. It's the craziest story in true crime. And this was her like first true crime book that yeah. came out. Wait, what's this? Do you know the story? Me? I don't know this at Do all. Do you know about Ted Bundy? Yes. Right. So this woman, Ann Rule, who is now also passed away, but known to be a pretty prolific crime writer, she volunteered at this crisis center at nights as a single mom, and her volunteer partner was Ted Bundy. Hmm. She was also asked to write the book about the Ted murders, which is what they were called, because the guy introduced himself to these women as Ted. And they were like, oh, that isn't that so funny, Ted? Like, everyone, he's introducing himself with your name. Yeah. And he, when she saw <laughs> that they were looking for a gold Volkswagen, which is the exact car he drove, she called her police buddies and was like, like I don't think it's this guy, but maybe check him out. And, like, his so girlfriend did the same thing. Like, yeah. Like, I, this cannot be true, but, like, my boyfriend's name is Ted, and he drives that car, but he's, like, not that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really weird. Also, Ted Bundy escaped from jail twice before he was finally taken back. He, wow. he was a crazy, crazy mother ever. But isn't that so crazy? That's, I think it's a, the, what cra- a, what the what wildest story. <laughs> yeah. I never, I never heard that, I don't think. Yeah, it's, it's pretty insane. Or I had one-eared out the other, <laughs> that story. <laughs> I'm I I have it being blasted in both my ears right now. So, <laughs> um, uh, you okay? Well, so since you haven't read *All Begun in the Dark*, you might not know these questions. But I'll do my best. Does Michelle McNamara name this person as a suspect, or does she not name suspect? I don't believe he was named. Um, I don't think that he was like ever, at least like very well known to be a suspect. He's also a former cop, so I think probably. He- People were protecting him if they suspected him mm-hmm. when he was, um, like, on the force. Yeah. He also, there's this part in the book that I heard about on Reddit because I, like, haven't been able to focus on anything but this story all week. Um, he 
in the middle of his like attacks would stop and be like, I hate you, mommy, or like, fuck you, mommy, or whatever. Uh, and all of the victims reported this and one said, no, no, he wasn't saying mommy. He was saying Bonnie. And this guy that they have in custody now used to be engaged to a woman named Bonnie. That's crazy. Yeah. Maybe it's like Mike Pence for he calls his wife mother. <laughs> mother. Oh, the worst. Uh, um, that is like, I mean, as far as we, as far as that's like one of the creepiest things ever, right? That you would call your wife mother. Yes. <laughs> that's, it's so creepy. It's, it's And there's no good reason for it. Yeah, it's oh, it's really weird. Like the only person you should be calling your wife mother to is one no one because even to your kids you should go, "Hey, have you seen mom recently?" Yeah. Not mother. Oh. Hey kids, have you seen mother <laughs> recently? Um, all much well because he's also I don't whatever I don't want to be mean about this or ageist, but like he looks a lot older than he actually is. Like Mike Pence is not that old. That's like true. he doesn't. Like he, yeah, he's got that uh, Steve Martin white hair thing. White hair, young face. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you called? Um, what's her name? Michelle. Mm-hmm. Her out there? You called her an armchair investigator. Is that to say that she was uh, just like a hobbyist that, and then decided to write this book? Yes, she um, was not like a. I don't think a journalist, and she was not a. Det- uh, an investigator was not part of the police. Is she otherwise? Was she like an author prior to this? Like, did she write other books? Or yeah, she wrote. <laughs> um, I know she wrote a lot in college, and I believe she wrote like fiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if she wrote novels or is that articles. Or... So people have been saying this book is like is like kind of scary. I wonder if that's because she she's like good at like you know storytelling. I think a lot of it is of because it. it's written like prose, and it really exemplifies like his horrific acts Mm -hmm. yeah and there's a letter at the end to him about like shining a light on him and how he won't be in the dark anymore which is really cool um okay one more thing about the golden state killer yes Um, oh yeah your your topic is more general than this (laughs) (laughs) then i'm gonna ask you a question about serial killers generally um oh what was it i had a good question about it oh i remember um did he like so like the murder stopped? But mm-hmm. do they think like he like was doing other things or like? Um. So I believe they stopped when he was fired from the police department mm-hmm. for um being accused of stealing dog repellent and a hammer. Uh, I think so, I had heard this. Part. Yeah, there is. There is a theory that after that, he went to Australia and did the Mr. Cool killings, which happened around, I believe, 80 to 86, which would make sense, except there's not a lot of evidence that he ever left California. Um, As far as I know, they they assume he must have more victims, but like didn't think he was actively planning anything. I know um, when BTK, Dennis Rader, was caught in 2005, it was because he was like, mailing a letter or planning another attack yeah but they said that when they were um staking out this guy joseph james d'angelo he didn't leave his house for several days and i think he's like very old he's like 72 yeah Yeah. so i think like the likelihood of him doing anything else at least to in the scope of his other stuff is probably low um so i don't think so but yeah Um, i wonder if he 
I don't want to say smartly, but like that thing that like so many criminals do the same thing over and over. Like if he was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do the same thing over and over. And was I like, mean, it is yeah. smart because very rarely do serial killers just like retire because mm-hmm. if it's like, you know, if you have this urge or this like, pr- pr- oh man, I almost did the, I almost said proclensity, uh, propensity <laughs> towards like <laughs> committing certain acts. And like, I think once you kind of, you get the taste it's a lot harder to stop like you're not gonna all of a sudden be able to control yourself uh but if you can like have that lucid moment be like well they're looking for me maybe i should stop yeah i guess there's that thing like if you feel like um you've gotten away with it so much then like you're like well if i do it again and they catch me they're gonna know i did all of these (laughs) so like even if it is your thing you're like well okay i guess i just have to stop altogether like unless you're like unless you're just in it for doing the sake of being a criminal i don't know it's hard to tell what people's motives are all the time yeah because <laughs> certainly there could just be a a, a joker like character who's just like wants chaos or whatever That's <laughs> then true. i feel like they're not like planning it as much so they're more likely to get caught yeah yeah and i think like it, it's different to like move up to killing which I I guess he did in a way, but, like, he wasn't just, like, burglarizing people for fun. I think it was very clearly a power move, and then he wanted to have more power, so he would rape people in front of their husbands, and he wanted the most power, so he would kill them. And I think, like, once you have that, you're not just going to, like, go back to burglarizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Hmm. So, let's talk more generally about serial killers. Oh, let's. Um. I don't want to use the word favorite because that's like not what it is. But which serial killer story are you most like fascinated by? You're like, that is fucked up. Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm. Tell me why. Also, he's from Ohio. Yeah. he. Um... Ohio's pride. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that part, but I just had to say it apparently. Um, I read My Friend Dahmer. And it really stuck with me in... I think that book's over there somewhere. Oh, really? <laughs> it stuck with me in, you know, the way all of them stick with you. But it really, it like, stayed with me. Like, I I wouldn't have, like, visions of Jeffrey Dahmer. But I would, like, I just, like, couldn't stop mm-hmm. thinking about him. I think he didn't have to turn out the way he did. Mm-hmm. I think if any adult in his life had noticed that he was, like drinking as heavily as he was in high school or if his parents hadn't had like such a dramatic whole ordeal and they could have given him some medical attention or some like you know and you know I don't think he could have ever been normal but I think he could have (laughs) spared a lot of people's lives and I think he really was tormented by it Mm -hmm. um I like I fell into a deep deep k-hole after I read that book and I like I watched the um i think diane sawyer interview with mm-hmm. him when he was already in prison um and yeah, like he, ta- a- <laughs> he talked a lot once he was like yeah not getting the death penalty he ended up like doing a lot of interviews i feel like yeah and like i, I watched a lot of those interviews and admittedly like he might just have been very very good at manipulating people but he didn't seem he seemed very um like ridden with guilt for all of the actions he took. And I think like, that's just more interesting to me than pure evil. Yes. Uh, You know, Ted Bundy is fascinating because like he got 
rejected and then transformed himself into a totally different person and started just violently murdering and raping people. But like he to me is like pure evil and Dahmer just like seemed to need help. Yeah. I think that's like one thing I'm interested in in them is that like a lot of the serial killer stories are like their childhoods are like tragic. Mm -hmm. And if one thing had been different, maybe they don't do that. Yeah. Did you watch Mindhunter? I did, yes. Loved it. Loved it personally. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that's exactly. And I've been thinking about like going into forensic psych a lot for kind of that reason. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's just, it's these like awful upbringings. It's, and there's like a lot of patterns there. Uh, There's also the McDonald Triangle, which I've been thinking a lot about. And it's, it's the like um, trio of like, traumatic things basically that have to happen or that are supposed to happen and to to lead to someone becoming a serial killer which is head injury bedwetting Mm -hmm. and I'm forgetting the third one um I think like maybe sexual abuse or something but you know then it's because then you think about it's mostly male serial killers and mostly men who are getting hit hit in the head getting these traumatic brain injuries is it just because boys are more reckless or is the McDonald triangle still like true and still yeah. valid? Uh, and then, you know, you kind of go crazy and are like walking into the, walking down the street. And it's like, how many serial killers have I passed? I today? know. Like that's the Ted Bundy thing. Like mm-hmm. Anne rule. That was her job and didn't see it. And like, he was totally transformative and was able to totally change his persona and his shtick based on who he was around. Like, if you've seen the pictures of all of his headshots together, he looks like different people in them. Mm-hmm. So scary. Is he the one that, like, was interviewing, like, he was his own lawyer? Yes. And got married? Yeah. he Yeah, he was married in prison. He went to law school for a time. I believe he got an A in Deviant Psych, which, I mean, that checks out. But he worked for a congressman or a mayor he was like doing really well for yeah. himself, but could not, I mean, could not, quote unquote, but like kept murdering people. Yeah. And the second time he escaped out of Aspen, I think, he went to Florida, mm-hmm. was totally scot free, but started doing it again. Yeah. And then eventually got caught. <sighs> crazy. It's crazy. Shit. It's just crazy. Sorry, I know um, it's so cliche to ask if you can uh, curse on a podcast. But. No, you, you uh, definitely you can. can. <laughs> I believe Emily already dropped a F-bomb or something. I did. did. Oh, I did. Loved it. Oh, I did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can fucking swear all you want. Oh, damn. Um, As I like my catchphrase, this podcast is rated E for explicit. <laughs> um, I There's just like the, the head trauma one is the one that I find most fascinating. Yeah. Like the other two, like... I can like, but like your brain is like so fragile and like, especially ones where they're like dropped repeatedly, like, mm-hmm. or like something happens like more than once. What's that famous case? It's, is it Phineas Dodge, the guy that yeah. got impaled? I think so. Yeah. And then his like personality totally changed. Yeah. And like, there's obviously something to it. And you're right. Your, our brains are totally fragile. Like if you fall in one place, you can become the nicest person. If you fall on a different side of your head, you could become a murderer. Yeah. And I think it's. That's really interesting to me. The psychology of like how you can do that repeatedly yeah. is interesting. 
I grew up watching Silence of the Lambs, so I've always loved that. I've never seen that movie. Oh, it's so good. And I love Criminal Minds, which is why I think I might just like um, profiling and not forensic psychology. But, um, yeah. Yeah. What? When did you know you were interested in serial killers? So, I would say I don't 100% know. Not always. Um, I would say I don't listen to a lot of podcasts like that because mm-hmm. I, I have trouble um, – sleeping afterwards sure that makes sense um i think that's why i like my favorite murder because they do it in a way where it's like still yeah still like this is the story but it's also like this is a story man we gotta just get through this it's it like my favorite murder to me feels like watching like a really funny movie after watching a scary movie yeah. at a sleepover so like you're not going to sleep scared yeah um so I don't know if I would describe myself as into serial killers, um, but like there are some that just like are really fascinating to me. I'm also, I think sometimes more fascinated by like the, like, I can't remember the exact name of it. I think if I talk about it, maybe it'll come to me, but the one in Australia where they just found a body that they never identified and there was like a book. Oh, I can't um, remember what it's called though. I think that's the most fascinating case to me. That one, yeah, it's such um, a random name because it's that like the name of the book. Yeah, <laughs> something man. It. Yeah, something man. But they think he was a spy or that one is really. I didn't know about that one until my favorite yeah. murder, and that one like had me. Yeah. After going. my favorite murder that episode, I listened to like two other podcasts about it, which is why it drives me crazy. I can't remember the name of it, but and like people still don't know who he is, but. There's this one guy who thinks like, nope, that's my dad. Ugh. Ugh. That's like just crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. My thing is like I think about it so much that I'm always like if I get murdered, I hope someone solves my murder because I really don't want it to be an unsolved thing. I just. <laughs> you trust that we're going to solve it? Well, I don't know about you guys, but definitely like the greater listening area. Someone please God solve <laughs> my murder if uh, yeah. I get murdered. We'll, if you ever get murdered, we'll we'll make sure we put another like we'll like talk about it on the podcast <laughs> and like you. make sure people are like on this. It can be a mini topic. Everyone, yeah, it will be. <laughs> <laughs> I would never ask for it. Uh, everyone, please listen to episode. By the way, this is episode ten of our podcast. Big one zero double digits. Go back to ten. Um, listen to Alexis and find her killer. <laughs> hey Matt, um, did you ever listen to Serial? Nope. I assumed you listened to Serial. Oh right? yeah, I listened to Serial. How do you feel about Adnan's new trial? <sighs> I've always kind of thought he did it. Yeah. But that he shouldn't have been convicted. I, I left Serial with like no real opinion on whether or not he did it, but that the, the trial was such a vast miscarriage. Yeah. Um, so I'm really glad he's getting another Yes. One. No, he should definitely get another trial. I And you know, Making a Murderer, I never watched it because I watch by the it. time like I decided I wanted to watch it, everyone had already talked about mm-hmm. it. And I'm like, it seems to me that like people were surprised that the justice system had like miscarriages, which is not surprising to me. So I was like, I don't really need to watch a 10 part yeah. series about this. Like I know the justice yeah. system is effed. Like, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's always weird to me when people are like, what do you mean? The law isn't always just because like, yeah, we know. <laughs> Come on. Incarceration rates in America, guys. We put too many people in jail and we let a lot of people go free. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Um, and like, what if Dahmer could have just been okay being gay and didn't have to kill people? I don't think he would have been, but it could have been. Yeah. Anyway, that that was another trouble. Was he killed in prison? Mm-hmm. Right. 
in uh, like 94. What? Um, I feel like we, I feel like we missed a big, I guess I don't know if he's a serial killer. He didn't kill anyone himself, right? But Manson? Char- Charles Manson. My birthday twin. He's your birthday twin? He was before he died. It's still, still his birthday. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, we have the same birthday. My, so grandmother, like... my grandmother and I have the same birthday, and I still consider that to be true. Oh, well. <laughs> She's been dead know. for 28, uh, yeah, 29 years. <laughs> R.I.P. Matthew's grandma. R.I.P. 29 years ago. Um, anyways. What? Yeah, I mean, what about how do you how do you how do you feel about I know uh, does he belong in this discussion or is it? uh, I think he does. Uh, What was the was the topic serial? It was serial killers. I'm going to go ahead and say serial killer slash cult because I find cults equally fascinating. I mean, he made people kill. Yeah, I would say he was like the decision maker and people were killing at his whim and they were like. I mean, they were doing it of their own accords, but they were also deeply embroiled in a cult feelings on the tarantino movie that he's making based on that i don't understand why both leo and brad pitt are in it seems like just use one and Uh, then yeah but isn't his movie his movie has changed a lot because isn't it now the sharon tate movie that margot roby is in and isn't it more about her than i don't really know well i mean it's so have you seen like inglorious bastards yes so that's like a total fictionalization of world war ii right so like I don't know how false this movie is going to be, you know, like how true to the actual the events. So like I, I, in my mind, he's probably more or less taking like the, it's like there'll be parts of it that are true. And then like huge leaps that we all know are false. Like, cause we all know Hitler didn't die in a movie theater fire. What? Spoiler for uh inglorious bastards. But like, I imagine it's going to be like that where it's like the character of Sharon Tate and the character of Charles Manson, which, by the way, I'm trying really hard to not say Marilyn Manson when I keep <laughs> saying this. Uh, but, like, uh, yeah, I'm sure they're going to take, like, the characters and sort of manipulate it in some way. That's fair. Then I would feel the same way I feel about every Tarantino movie, which is, ugh. You don't but like Tarantino? Like, I'll see it. He's an egotistical baby, but, like, did I love Inglorious Bastards? Yes. I like his movies. Um, uh, I love Margot Robbie. I love Leonardo DiCaprio. His movies are good. They're just, like, much. Uh, yeah. I guess, I mean, a lot of people don't like them, which I, and I get, but I just, I like them. And I also, haven't seen have, a lot of them, admittedly. There's a lot of killers in his things. Maybe you would like them. He does. Kill Bill's all about murder. Yeah, I should probably see Kill Bill. Like, part one and part two. It's 2018, man. Like, are we still watching Kill Bill? Uh, it's like, am I going to go back and watch The Matrix? I've, I've gone back and watched Kill Bill. It might be his, it might be the best movie. I mean, people like Pulp Fiction a lot, but Kill Bill's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, and it's about a bunch of uh, assassins. I would. I, I think I'll watch Kill Bill someday. I'll watch The Matrix someday too. I just see. I I think The Matrix. I don't think Matrix is like an okay movie, and I own it on DVD. If you want to borrow it, uh, <laughs> but I don't. That was your hard sell. The Matrix is an okay movie. <laughs> I mean, you can have it if you want. Whatever. I think. I just don't like. We all know culturally what it means. Like we all know what like matrixing in a movie, like when you bend over to watch bullets, like like weird special effects. Like we all know what that stuff or like that, like the phrase, like I think we're living in the matrix or whatever. Like I think it's all been absorbed into pop culture so much Mm -hmm. that it's like, it's not a movie you need to, like once you watch it, you're like, I don't know. It's almost good in that way. We're like, oh, this is where that term comes from. (laughs) This is that moment. And, but otherwise it's like, we all get it. We get the matrix. That's fair. I'm not... I mean, I probably haven't seen it. I haven't seen it in a long time because I feel like 
it is burned in my brain already. <laughs> and then also the sequels were sort of trash. So yeah. it, it, I mean, if, if it ended up being like three really awesome movies or if even it was like two great movies and one so-so, like it probably go down as like legendary because <laughs> the first movie at, at the time was really good, but it sort of like left with some promise and then the promise was not kept. When did the first one come out? 99? Mm, yeah, I think that's right. That sounds right to me. Uh, I wonder what it would be like to rewatch it now, knowing the Wachowskis' like whole deal. Um, that they both had. A, that they were both trans. Yeah. And like that they were the, how that, that they were the brothers then. Yeah, <laughs> that was their name. And like seeing how that might like change your viewing of it. Yeah, I don't really. I I guess like them as like filmmakers, I have like almost no opinion of because they. It's like together they made that one movie, but they've almost made nothing else of value. <laughs> Didn't they do uh, Jupiter Ascending, Jupiter Rising, Jupiter? <sighs> Maybe I never saw that. <laughs> I mean, I I think I don't know. I they made one. I mean, I guess that's like <laughs> who am I to say they only made one good movie? But like, <laughs> it is a I little mean, more like, than uh, I made. So yeah, it's just like to me they're. To me, I haven't cared too much to like, because like, I guess like when I get really into like a director or directors, it's because they have a thing mm-hmm. like that, but I don't like, maybe they do have a thing, but it's not a thing I'm interested in because, um, you know, you really need to make at least like, I want to say three good movies before I care about you as a director. Um, I mean, I can love them. I mean, and I guess the thing is, it's because I don't love The Matrix. I guess if I singularly loved The Matrix, then I'd be like, "Oh, this is why they're so amazing." Um, I'm trying to think of like, is there a director that's like made one thing that's like you're? It's like they they don't need to make anything else, or they never bothered making anything else, or maybe they've only made one movie so far. Mm. Um, I don't think really, I follow directors enough. I definitely don't. I think. Well, I mean, I think it takes a while for one to become important because like it takes years to make movies so like we all have heard of some of these big ones but it's because they've made like like wes anderson has made several really good movies so people have heard of him i actually don't know why people really know what the wachowskis other than they made the matrix well i think it's because like at least to me like my entire knowledge of them happened when jupiter ascending whatever that awful (laughs) movie is that came out was and they were like it's the wachowskis they did the matrix and it's like oh and then they transitioned and then like that was the first i'd ever heard of them i wonder like the first i'd heard of ryan coogler was when he did not creed fruitvale station which i think was his first movie and like i feel like enough people would have heard of him but like you know, after it, it's hard to be considered an auteur after one movie because what's one the movie. proof? Yeah. yeah. He made Black Panther too, right? Right, but that was recently. Yeah. He also did Creed between them. Yeah. There's also an interesting thing when people do like, <laughs> I guess like the thing is like if one of your things is that you make like at a superhero movie, that's almost always going to be out of what you normally make. Yeah. Like I think like obviously like Quentin Tarantino, even though his like are pretty over he's like a little all over the place in genre. Like they're all sort of like his movie, but when you make like, I guess like Creed versus like black Panther and I've actually never seen Creed, but uh, they're like completely different movies, you know, like just like once you had super, once you had like sci-fi and it was saying you're like, that's like a whole new world. But then it's like any Taika Waititi movie 
looks and kind of feels like, or feels and kind of looks like Thor Ragnarok. Um, I think like, well, I don't know that I felt that. Well, at least I've only seen two movies by him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's more, but I've seen What We Do in the Shadows and I've seen Thor Ragnarok. Uh, and I feel like I did not get, I did not get a similar feeling from the two of them other than his character in both of them. I was like, oh, it's right. this guy twice. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I... I've seen Hunt for the Wilder People and stuff, and it like they, it did all sort of feel like him, but it also feels like a Marvel movie. Yeah, I think it's just it becomes harder because then you have like I mean the budget is huge, so it doesn't look quite the same because yeah. it's like oh all of a sudden now you're using these like fancy cameras and there's a ton of CGI and um you know there's like yeah I don't know it's written by a team of people and all that yeah. stuff it gets weird. Um, um anyways well that was <laughs> that's how we got to talking about movies um let me ask one more real quick question okay. which is just uh do you have any final thoughts on serial killers you want to share serial killers are bad um sounds i just want everyone good. to know tbd's official stance on serial killers is <laughs> they bad they bad um they're bad but they're fascinating i mean it's it, I was talking to, I was talking to my therapist recently and I was talking about, you know, whether I want to actually go into forensic psych or like whether I just like love true crime because it's the latest thing. And I was like, well, like all my Facebook groups are from the My Favorite Murder thing. Like we're all talking about this guy and we're analyzing him as much as I was. And he was like, yes, the very insular communities that you joined because of this thing that you're interested in. We're also talking about that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, right. It isn't everyone. It's yeah. like still just the people I chose to surround myself with. Um, so I guess like if you're into serial killers, talk to me. And if you know anything about forensic psychology, talk to me because I have questions. Are you going to make oh. my favorite murder when um, they come to New York? I didn't get tickets. I didn't either. Oh. Oh, you guys. We'll just have to go and stand outside their show together. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah, thank you. Um, um, yeah. um, um, a, 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 well, uh, I think this is. We're near to the end. Yeah. We don't have any Carly's Corner today. No wow. corrections. Wow. Um, Alexis, thank you for coming to the living room, as I've been calling <laughs> thank it. Thank you so much. Which I feel like is a ripoff of the cat ranch on uh, WTF. He says, like, whatever. Um, <laughs> do you guys not listen? I don't listen to WTF anymore, but I used to. I've listened I've to, not, like, two episodes. I've not listened to any. Uh, I listened to it for a long time, and then I got tired of it. And I sort of maybe fell behind I've shed podcasts over the years. I, I sometimes I they drop out of my rotation. I think that's a uh, very normal. Yeah, can't be a podcast hoarder. Um, yeah, I can think of at least three that I listened to for like years, and then just one day was like, "This is too much. I can't drag them." Um, no, don't. No. <laughs> we well, WTF is one. WTF is one of them, which I think is still probably a perfectly fine show. I just don't have time for that right now. Yeah. <laughs> And he stopped interviewing people. I well, not this is going to be wrong, but he brought into he used to just interview comedians, and now he interviews like anyone. And I'm sure the Barack Obama episode was great, but I just don't want. I don't care to hear. I don't know. I just don't care to hear Mark Maron interview uh, Barack Obama. Obama. Like um, I, I prefer him interviewing random small time comedians. Not small time, but like non leaders of the free world. Okay, anyways. Okay. Um, speaking of other podcasts and other content, Alexis, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, no, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram as just underscore a lamp, a lamp, like Alexis Lampert. It's really funny, guys. Other than that, I don't uh, do anything. 
I'm starting a new job next week, so stalk me at my new job if you want. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, uh, I'm thank you so much for being on. Thank you for thank having you. me. Wait, what, do you guys want to plug anything else? Like just while we're here. Oh, oh, actually, I did have one. Um, normally, we say this in the tea section. I forgot to. Uh, David's tea. Mm. Oh yes. If David's you tea. want to sponsor us, <laughs> we are willing to accept your gifts, donations, sponsorship. Just hit us up. Give us one of your forty dollars iced tea makers that Emily didn't want to buy today because it was forty dollars. Yeah, I would honestly love to have one. Honestly, if you just gave me a 50% discount, I'd Is that like I, the tumbler where you brew it in there? No, I already have one of those. Oh. It was like a big full-size pitcher version. Ooh, that's amazing. It's like a press thing in it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that I would love to be sponsored by any seltzer brands or <laughs> soup companies. Um, soup and seltzer. Yeah, also anyone that likes animals or, again, serial killers. I am very open to sponsorship. Not from serial killers, but about serial mm-hmm. killers. It'd be a good way to catch them, though, if they were like, sponsoring you. Yeah. Uh, um, I want to give a very, I'm going to give, I know we, I know this is your catchphrase, but I'm going to, I'm going to long windedly say, if you listen to this podcast, please rate us and write us a nice review on iTunes. We could use some more, um, cause it makes us like appear in the search and I want, we don't currently appear if you type in T and I want that to be changed. If you type in T, we should come up. If you type in TBD, we still come up, Thank but God. I want us to be under just T. And I think if you rate us and review us, we'll, we'll get there. Um, so listeners, this is what you need to do. Listen to this podcast. Rate on Facebook. Rate on iTunes. Rate on your podcast service. Subscribe on Facebook, on Twitter, <laughs> on Instagram, on your podcast service, on iTunes. It's a lot of homework. Just a lot of homework. And then review again on all of those things and also send videos of your campfire yes you can tweet at us you can respond to our instagram posts you can do so much you can email us tbdpodcast at gmail.com so in summary rate subscribe review yes thank you. that was the long-winded version but thank you for hashtag rate subscribe review hashtag rsr all right i have been matt armando i've been and will continue to be emily riggins I have been Alexis Lambert. <laughs> and this has been TBD with Ben Emily. Thank you. Bye. Bye.